It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Football Friday. Sponsored by Brian's Heating and Cooling. Brian's Heating and Cooling, where they take your comfort personally. Give them a call for all your commercial and residential comfort needs. 803-796-1788 or Cooling.com. Antoine Juschmoe breaks away at the 30, 20, going for the pylon at the 5, dives for it. Call it. Touchdown, Carolina. Football Friday on your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence. All right, welcome in. It's Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on your Football Friday on the game. Tyler West and Chris along with you for the next hour, getting you set for Gamecocks and Furman coming up tomorrow night at 730. Of course, you can listen to all the action here on the game uh, if you are not going to be in attendance tomorrow night. Uh, unfortunately, guys, looks like the rain is starting to creep in a little bit. Might uh, might get a little bit wet out there at Willie B. And uh, hopefully that does not have an effect on the game, but... Uh, Looking, looking kind of worse and worse as we get closer and closer. Tyler, why don't you keep speaking this into existence? You started this yesterday. No, you started this pointing yesterday. Pointing it out. Now, here we are. It's going gonna, it's gonna to rain. It's going to be awful. Well, uh, blame Colin because he gave me a detailed forecast in the 9 o'clock hour. He's right there. You can tell him. Colin, your fault. Y'all are both way too But no, no, no. Tyler started this yesterday. You can't blame Colin. You said yesterday, guys, they're not going to be able to throw the football because <laughs> of the weather. I did not say <laughs> they weren't going to be able to throw the football. I said you might be more lenient towards the run because of the rain. Semantics. Yeah. Uh, that's a Twitter take for me, I guess. Just completely mis- You took my words and twisted them yes, is what you did. misrepresent what you said. But um, y'all know what's crazy about college football season is we wait for all, all offseason – and then we preview the first game for, like, three months. And then once it's rolling, like, I mean, it's like a blur, basically. It is. It's it's hard. to Like, we did have, like, we broke down every single nook and cranny of the UNC game. And now it's like, all right, what, you know, you just kind of you run out of time almost during the week. It's like, all right, who plays for Furman? Who do I need to know? <laughs> yeah. What's the scheme? And what's going to happen? Tomorrow, I can name the first three of those. I I can't, I can't give you the score because mine last week was incorrect, inadequate. Well, you and Terry picked the same exact score in the predictions. By the way, that was my think, first I don't problem. Think anybody got the score right last week? Well, it, everybody picked South Carolina. So except one person, right? Uh, I think so. Colin can answer that question better. Colin, didn't everybody pick the Gamecocks? He's shaking his head okay. yes. So Colin's not still in studio, by Not the only way. did no one get the score right, they didn't even get the team right, myself included. <laughs> so good on us. And I'm guessing everybody's picking South Carolina this week as well. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll find out we if don't Terry know. has sent in his picks yet or not. Well, I've sent in mine. I sent everybody, in mine last night. Everybody else has sent theirs in. And so we'll do that, what, last 
Last part of the yeah, we'll close out with latter that. latter part of the hour. We'll do that. Well, you're yeah. gonna have to go ahead and say who who's gonna win the game and buy or sell. That's true. Okay, so, so that'll be that'll be a little bit later. So stay tuned. Wes, first though, I want I want to give you the opportunity to have our public service announcement today here okay. on the station. How can people watch the game? <laughs> Are there still pe- there's still people sitting at home? I, there there's a screen here. <laughs> That is still this? showing. This is the the new, but you know the blue screen of death on the computer. This is the new blue screen of death here. Well, Spectrum's on our side though, guys. They they're telling us ESPN <laughs> hates <laughs> us and they love us. This is, I was laughing at this earlier. This is funny. And the website's like Disney hates you. Spectrum is your best friend. dot com <laughs> or something. How how about how about ESPN having the guts to send out the email saying, "Hey guys, sign up." Sign up for Hulu Live if you're mad at Spectrum. Wow. Guess what? We also own that. Yeah. Disney owns, like, that's, they I do. mean. Well, and, and, like, not to get on the side of this, like, Spectrum's, oh, on it. Spectrum's the one losing out here because they're the ones that's like, well, I'm unsubscribing from y'all and I'm canceling my service and blah, blah, blah. ESPN's still raking in the dough, obviously. It's yeah, Spectrum that's feeling the effect of this. It's it, What it boils down to is ESPN was saying, okay, we want you to up your charge, up your uh, fees because we want you to charge this much for our channels. And Spectrum's like, well, we don't want to do that. ESPN's like, okay, well, you don't get our stuff anymore. And that's the fight that's going on. Yeah, and apparently Spectrum also wants to be able to have packages that do not include sports, which yeah. usually every single one of your base packages... Or I shouldn't say sports, I should say ESPN. Yeah. And all your traditional basic cable packages include ESPN. So they want for they're they're trying, I believe Spectrum is to cater to customers who don't like sports but might still buy a super cheap package and try to compete with streaming. And but right now, I mean, once again, just like with shortening the college football games to show more ads, <laughs> the fans are who gets punished here no no one that i've talked to cares what what the issue is no one cares what whose side they should be on no one cares uh, it, it's kind of like that one meme or gift that's just like the guy yelling figure it out <laughs> like just figure it out no nobody cares about the minutiae of this they just want their football games and right now if you're in the southeast you actually have very few options for streaming that will get you Major League Baseball local and also get you ESPN. Yep. So, again, just figure it out. That's that's really all there is to it. If you want to watch the game on Saturday, it I mean, it does affect you. Like, frankly, this is not one of those, hey, you know, it'll be okay. It If you're a Spectrum customer, it does affect you. Games on SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. If you have a provider, a TV provider, whether that's satellite cable or live TV streaming package that includes ESPN, includes SEC Network, then you do have SEC Network Plus. Uh, That's my PSA for every single one of these games. You don't have to buy ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. If you already have SEC Network, just go to the ESPN app, log in with your credentials for whatever, you know, Hulu Live TV, YouTube TV, whatever it is, log in with that. You don't have to pay for the game. Now, if you have if you have Spectrum and then you try to log in, it it will not show you yeah, the game. It, I've tested it. It'll it. tell it, you you're not eligible for that anymore. 
uh, find somebody that does have a valid that's, login. That's the unofficial answer, right? Yeah, friends, family, <laughs> whatever it may be. Like, hey, you've got YouTube TV. Let me use your login real quick so I can watch this game on ESPN. And uh, so if, if that's not an option for you, then, uh, you know, normally, and I, I've had people ask, can't I just buy ESPN Plus to watch ESPN? No, that is not the case. But for this game, it is on ESPN Plus. So if push comes to shove and you end up having to just pay for ESPN Plus, you will be able to to stream the game by doing so. I feel like we're eventually going to get to the point where ESPN is going to have a streaming service that allows you to access all their channels for a flat mm-hmm. rate, like 20 bucks a month, where you can get ESPN, ESPN2, you, and all that kind of stuff. Because as of right now, with the contracts they have with these television companies, YouTube TV, Spectrum DirecTV, and all that kind of stuff, doesn't allow them to do that. But that's what everybody would love to have, obviously. I, I think that's probably a, a layer of this current negotiation. Because mm-hmm. um, some, especially the older contracts, either didn't allow, and I, I'm talking in general here, didn't allow for certain type of streaming. Uh, the streaming rights were sometimes separate. Uh, now, now I imagine every contract very distinctly mentions who has the rights to stream, how it can be structured, all those different things. So we we are kind of we're turning a page right now, and this is this is you can tell this is bigger than your usual. We've oh, yeah. seen this before, where. A channel's out for like 24 hours. Yeah, and both sides doesn't last this long. Yeah, both sides are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we, we figured it out. Like, let's, I give. And yeah. they, they meet in the middle. This one feels deeper than that. I have one more thought on this. Okay. So the, the contract ended on 8, 8.31 was the last day of the contract, right? Uh, Yeah. That was last Thursday. Yeah. Who who made the decision not to put the football game on or you or the U.S. Open on? Who decided to cut it right then? Yeah, that would be Spectrum. So, because they they're the ones that like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna cut it off at this point in time, pretty much, the way I understand it. Yeah. So that's allegedly uh, <laughs> that that's y'all can fill in the blank for a word there, but. Um, if the contract didn't end to the end of the day, but then they said, "No, nah, we're we we really care about your cust our customers." Well, they wanted to get a rise out of people. Yeah, it worked, but because they knew millions tuning in for the first notable college football game of the season, and you cut off two minutes before kickoff. Yeah, you're gonna make some people upset and anger phone calls and all that kind of stuff, which again leads to this blue screen of like, "Hey, we like you guys. It's ESPN. That's the bad guy. It'll go attack them." Yet right now we still at that moment they still had access to ESPN programming. They did for another to, four hours. Chose not to show it. Yeah, I saw a story in Forbes in June, and ESPN gets let me find the number nine forty two per month from its programming distributors. It's the highest in the industry. Mm-hmm. So they're getting that, and Wait, a lot nine, of nine forty two nine dollars and forty two cents a month. Per, per subscriber per is what subscriber. I would think. Yep, right. So if you're paying, let's just make up a round number, $100 to a cable company. Yeah. Right, cable companies bringing it in. They obviously have a lot of different costs to grab that programming. They're paying ESPN. Now, is that just for ESPN or is that the Disney channels in general? That is ESPN. Okay, just ESPN. And not, now, what fan, does that include? Is that 
Is that two, ESPN? Is that yeah, plus? Yeah, I, I would yeah, I actually thought even more than that. Yeah, maybe. So, but but you look at it like ES, and and this was pointed out by the uh, the charter CEO. He mentioned Charter Spectrum. He mentioned that hey, D- Disney is charging these huge fees. ESPN is getting these huge fees, but then they're saying, "Well, you also need to get ESPN Plus." So <laughs> they're kind of double dipping. But right. this this direct to consumer product that ESPN is is talking about doing, you know, they may be able to double dip, triple dip. Yeah, and and ultimately they have. I mean, I think one of y'all said it earlier. They they've got the upper hand in all this. They have hand, as George Costanza would say. Well, and so the ESPN Plus thing, too, I mean, maybe not from a legal standpoint, but also I really feel like there's a little bit of just um, a a lot of people misunderstand what that even means. Mm -hmm. And I I imagine they're kind of okay with that. Like, I think some people think, oh, I'm getting ESPN Plus. That includes this, this, and this. And then it, it really, you almost, and I'm, you almost don't, always even know what you're paying for if you don't really pay close attention to it which again i think i think they're probably completely okay with that i mean the uh the not the college world series but the baseball postseason the regionals Mm -hmm. this year they all of a sudden were like oh this is on espn plus only for certain games if you want to watch your team you have to subscribe so um you know i i get it that's that's a subscribe we run a website that so is subscriber-based. It's, it's business at the end of the day. It, it is business. But um, also, hey, from the ESPN side, they may hold the upper hand, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they've already signed all these contracts for all these massive TV rights deals. And so you turn around. They, in some ways, they do need Spectrum as well. The more that they need those households to yep. be watching ESPN. Now, Spectrum made a point later this week and that was that, hey, once y'all run off all of our customers who <laughs> were watching Spectrum for ESPN, then there becomes a point where we, we being Spectrum slash um, Charter, 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 mm-hmm. what, I mean, the damage is done. They already moved along. Right. Speaking of getting down to business, we'll do that coming up as we hit buy or sell our favorite segment of the week. That's next on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Football Friday. Sponsored by Brian's Heating and Cooling. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia. 
107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence. Know how to win. They've, uh, they're a veteran group. They've played a lot of football together. Uh, said it on Tuesday, they've won eight out of their last nine, and the only loss was by three points, and that was in the playoffs last year. And that was a game where they had the ball going in to score in their in-field goal range and, and threw an interception. So uh, you named uh, every starter is either a junior, a senior, or a graduate. Uh, they led the nation last year in turno- enforcing turnovers. They led the nation last year in block kicks. So they know what they're doing. They're well coached. They went into Clemson last year and battled the heck out of them. So they won't be, uh, uh, they won't be too bright-eyed coming in here on Saturday. And we're going to have to play well. Welcome back in Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyra West and Chris with you on this football Friday. That was the voice of Coach Beamer last night on Carolina Calls uh, previewing Furman, who is coming into Williams-Brice Stadium tomorrow night. Now time for our weekly favorite, Buy or Sell. We need a, uh, we need a jingle for Buy or Sell. So if we got anybody out there that wants to, you know, be involved in the production of uh, our I show. Could, I could play Sandstorm in the background if you want me to. Well, I feel like it needs its own unique. Uh, plus, Day Rude, when he comes to town in a few weeks, he may sue us for that. So that's true. Yeah, we I don't want that. Or he could do a custom version for free. Yeah, yeah. To, Re- to play, reach out to us eight three four four six one hundred if you can come up with the buy or sell jingle. Yeah, firehouse subs. Day Rude's listening line. Yeah, I I I wonder if Day Rude's ever even watched a South Carolina football game. I don't think Day Rude is ready for what he's going to experience with an <laughs> SEC football game. He's gonna be he's like, gonna be like well, these people are. <laughs> insane what is this um all right let's get down to it uh buy or sell as always brought to you by my friend kendall walsh and dwell columbia team i'll tell you a little bit more about that here in a moment uh let's kick it right off guys buy or sell 10 true freshmen Ooh. play Ooh. for south carolina tomorrow evening at williams bryce stadium now this can be getting on the field in any capacity right any capacity. Uh, I'll buy. Okay, I'm buying as well. Chris is counting. He, uh, we, we don't, we don't talk about these ahead of time. I put the guys on the spot. Uh, I'm buying. Tyler Head is buying. Chris, I'll buy. Is gonna buy too. Yep. <laughs> you were writing. <laughs> Did you see my fingers count? No, I just yeah. already knew you were gonna yeah. buy that. Yeah, you're how, right. How high would it have had to go for y'all to sell? Uh, 13? Yeah, that, that yeah. was the number that popped in my head, with, the, and I didn't finish my counting because you interrupted my process. Yeah, I, think, but, I think 15 would have been a little too much. Uh, thir- 13 yeah, would have thir- made me hesitate. 13 would have, would yeah, it would, have I would have sold at 13? I would have hesitated for sure. I might have sold. 15 I would have sold, just not even looking at right. counting Th- through my yeah, list. I think, I think 10's a fair number. Do, y- do y'all think 10 will play? Now, how many? do we know how <laughs> many uh, true freshmen, the total number last week? Uh, not near, not near ten. I mean, I know it wasn't near ten, but a couple, at least a couple, got on the field. So, let's see if we can let's see if we Nick Carver, yeah, Bakari Swain, mm-hmm. he played a little the bit, very, very, very end. Jalen Kilgore, yeah, Judge Collier, uh, also at the very, very final drive. I yeah. think but that counts. They play. Yeah. Yeah. No, field. no offensive lineman last time, right? Yeah. Only uh, Harbor at receiver, no De- running back. I think Desu played, a, played snap. a snap. Yeah, that's five. Pup Power did not play. So, um, oh, this is probably going over easy. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So we know Pup's going to play. You yep. expect DJ Braswell to get some time. I would think um, so. You would imagine probably like an Elijah Caldwell, 
Yep. Likely Mike. Lenore Sellers as well. Yep. Like that's nine. Connor Cox at tight end. Yeah. Probably see 10. him on special teams at least. Like, I think I think ten's okay. a pretty easy number. Thirteen to hit. by two, two offensive linemen. Thirteen by herself. Mm. I think now that we talked through it, I still yeah. buy that. Uh yeah, I'd still buy that. Chris, would you sell it or buy it? Um let let me buy it. I'll buy it. Okay. All right. We yep. get all right, we're moving on. We can't go any <laughs> higher. Um Nick. Harbor, first career catch as a Gamecock on Saturday evening. Chris Clark came up with this one, so he can give us his answer first. I will buy. I think there will be We're just a, gonna buy a, a force feed yeah. of some type. Like, here's a screen yeah, you think, know, or I, something. I think this is the perfect kind of game for that. I'll buy it. All right, so do I. Um, whoever did these questions did an awful job. <laughs> um, all right. We're filling in the blank on the fly here for this this next one. Okay. We already know what the last one is, except it's got a little tweak to it. So, South Carolina will win the turnover battle okay. against Furman on Saturday. Again, South Carolina did not turn the ball over at all this past Saturday. Huge focus for them. But Furman um, creates a lot of turnovers, creates a lot of issues as well. Uh... Yeah, this is a team led at FCS in takeaways last season. Got six in game one against Tennessee Tech. I'll still buy Carolina winning it, though. So I'm three buys across the board. Um, I'll, I'll sell this one. <laughs> I think you're going to have not, not just selling a, out a principle. Partially. But, <laughs> no, you know, I think South Carolina's going to play a lot of young guys. Yeah. Furman obviously plays a bunch of veterans. They're going to know the little intricacies and stuff. This is going to be a well-coached team. Now, sometimes you see turnovers in a game like this just because one team is bigger and stronger and faster. So you could see some of those. But I think as far as protecting the football and being veterans, that plays into Furman's uh, hands in this one. Chris, you buying or selling? I'm still going to buy. Okay, so... We bought across the board except for West selling on this one. Yep. Yep. All right. Has anybody seen an actual I, I know the big boy folks don't, but has anybody seen a line on this game? I couldn't find one. Uh, have you? Oh nope, but I'll effort one. We'll Why? see. I'll I'll give it a nice try. If one if one exists. If one exists, we'll try and find it. We'll also hear a little bit of what Coach Beamer had to say last night on Carolina Calls, but that was buy or sell as uh, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Rolls on. You're on the game. Welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler West and Chris with you on this football Friday. Getting closer and closer to kickoff for the first home game for the Gamecocks of the season. First time they've been back in Williams-Rice Stadium since that magical night against Tennessee last November. And with that, we have a little bit of our buy or sell segment to wrap up. Had to keep that last segment a little bit short there because of our technical issues. But now... Wrapping up uh, by yourself. Yeah, so we wrap it up. Normally, or sometimes we'll do uh, South Carolina wins the game by yourself. I'm I'm setting a random line myself. <laughs> uh, I think they do put out some lines for FBS, FCS on game day maybe, but generally, at least this time of week, your big boy books don't do these. So by yourself, South Carolina will win the game by 20 points or more. Um, bye, bye. Uh, based on my score prediction I gave, I'm gonna have to sell on this one. Okay, 
I'm got all right. So we got Wes is happy. We have we have conflict. Yeah, we have finally. we have differences here. Finally. Why, Tyler? Um, I just feel like this is kind of one of those games that Furman has the ability to keep close for, you know, a half, maybe even three quarters. Um, again, I, you think the offensive line and defensive lines are going to be better than what we saw a week ago, just considering the talent you're going up against. But we're not going to know until we actually see it on the field. And there's every chance in the world that Furman could wreak havoc as well. Maybe not to the degree that North Carolina did a week ago, but could still give you problems to where I just don't know if you can pull away from them and make this be a 63-7 to game like you expect an FCS opponent beat down to be, I feel like this is going to be one that you might sweat a little bit through two two quarters, maybe three quarters, and then pull away in the end, but, you know, uh, uncomfortable for longer than we hope it would be. Yeah, and I, I tend to feel like that clock thing we talked about yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. If, if Furman hangs in there, then... I, I think they're just going to say, we're going to milk this clock the yep. whole way. Like, I, I think this is going to have a maybe a greater effect on games than maybe they even realize when they put this rule in. I, let's see, I went back, Jack. I had South Carolina winning by 21. Okay. So by default, I'm kind of buying it. But I, I mean, there's no real conviction in that prediction <laughs> for me. Like, I, I, you know, I looked back. That Clemson game that that Beamer keeps referencing, Clemson won that game thirty-five to twelve. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's not that with that score, it was the game's not really in danger, but at the same time, that's not a blowout. It's when, closer than you want it to be. Yes, it's more uncomfortable than fans want to be in Williams Bryce Stadium. I Bonus say. buy or sell for Tyler oh and US. Is it a one-score game going into the fourth quarter? Buy or sell? Ooh. Pretty good one. Mm. Fourth quarter, I will sell that. Same. Uh, I'll buy it. Oh, I think. Oh, Tyler, oh. Tyler, it's <laughs> it's gonna rain and and people are gonna be sitting there. Tyler's projecting having. I feel yeah. like um, half halftime one score game. I think so. You so, sell a halftime one score game? Yeah. Chris Clark said it's Tyler buying. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to buy it for the Tyler? third quarter, may as well buy it for halftime. Tyler, as well, anything right? good going to happen on Saturday? I, I they're going to win. Okay, <laughs> I, I'll give them that. I just I don't rain know. In the rain, just, a close game. What I saw last weekend, I'm I'm worried. No, I hear you. They're going to win, but Gamecock fans will be miserable throughout. <laughs> that that's the life. In the rain, <laughs> according to Tyler. Tyler, uh, we'll give out Tyler's Twitter handle again. Oh at the, the random. Yeah, <laughs> let him know your thoughts. Hit him up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's been buy or sell extended edition here on the GC Takeover Hour. Uh, Coach Beamer yesterday speaking on Carolina calls uh, detailed a lot of different things. He spoke about injuries going into this game, kind of detailed the injury report, as well as talking specifically about Nikki Minwari and uh, Mokaba. Here's what he had to say last night. What happened? Uh, but you know, credit to the guys that came in and overcame it. As far as uh, this week, Marquis Anderson will be out. He won't play. Nicky Minwari will be out. He won't play. JT Gear is out. He won't play. 
David Spalding is out, he won't play, and Cason Henry is out, he won't play. I think he'll be okay. Uh, you know, I, I hurt for Nick because he wanted so badly to go back in that game last Saturday. I mean, it hurt him not to be physically, but then to not be able to go back in the game just emotionally because he's such a competitor. He worked really hard this week, and you're right, the hamstrings are things that can certainly linger. We don't want that to happen. We're optimistic that he'll be uh, ready to go happened to him how's Mo doing how's his spirits he's uh struggling as you can imagine um and I hurt for the kid you're exactly right uh he loves football uh put so much into last season and then had it taken away after two, uh, uh two games um and then last and then to go through the whole spring and summer like he did uh, was enjoying being out on the field always had a smile on his face and then uh to be I think he played four plays and to get hurt again, tough deal. But uh, need game cognition to certainly keep him in their prayers and, and wrap their arms around him. He's a fantastic young man, but he's certainly struggling right now, as you can imagine he would be. It's kind of a mashup of a couple of different answers last night in Carolina Calls. Last one, um, obviously talking about Mokava, which we talked about plenty going on this week. Uh, Eamon Worry going to be out, which that's to be expected, and he tried to go again. Uh, at the end of the game last week, and just it wasn't working for him. But, you know, you feel like you should be able to beat a team like Furman without Eamon Worry out there. And, uh, again, you want him as close to 100% as possible for uh, Georgia next week. I think anytime you're talking about hamstrings, too, you got to be very careful with them. It's one of those things that you don't really know until you test it again. And then when you test it again, you may end up um, tweaking it and and adding another two, three weeks or, or whatever it is. So, um, you know, you could feel the frustration from Nick when it happened. You know, I think nobody wanted to be out there more than him, but uh, I'm sure he wants to be out there with his guys. This uh, this is a good week, though, for him to sit out, let it fully heal. Great opportunity for Jalen Kilgore to keep getting snaps. Good chance to keep building some depth. And, uh, you know, Kilgore's a guy I think will play a major role in this rotation as the year goes on. Uh, you know, the other guys – or even Nick himself, too. It, most of those were, were pretty expected. Like, I, I think when, when they said doubtful earlier this week, you kind of thought they would be out for sure. They are. Um, me, personally, I'm I'm hopeful and ready to see JT Gears debut at some point, but uh, that's another one where it, it seems to be something that has uh, plagued him for a few weeks now. All these are just really impactful. You know, th- those guys that he went over where he says he won't go. He's not going to play. It was a... It's not a super, super long list, but it was a long list, and it was all guys who were impactful in some role or another, or could be, right? Like, like we haven't gotten to see JT Gear yet in a Gamecock uniform, but um, he was someone that was expected to potentially be a starter for this team, listed as a co-starter at worst. Um, so he could have helped you last game. He could help you in this game. You know, Case and Henry, uh, we've gone over that one. I don't know if that one, for purposes of the North Carolina game, may have been the biggest one, given what we saw on the offensive line. Losing Case and Henry for that game may have been the biggest one, and now it's still a big deal because obviously they're still in the position where they're trying to figure out some things on the offensive line. But you're banged up. You're a banged up football team already, and and you've got it at some key positions. Now, the bad news on Kaba is he's out. Henry, you know, he's going to be out for a while, per Shea Bieber, we'll see. But the other guys you have a chance of getting back soon, right? So you need to go out, play well, survive this week, and then as you get back into conference play, hopefully you get as many of these guys possible 
as bad as possible. We'll uh, give our final thoughts and wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. But first, given that we are talking about the Furman game, let's give people a chance to win a pair of tickets. Sponsored by Brian's Heating and Cooling. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence. ...of work into that game and uh, give North Carolina credit. They played really well. We knew going in they had a really good team and they showed it. That's a team that's going to win a lot of football games this year and compete for an ACC championship. And we didn't uh, we didn't play well enough. And but we come in like we always do after a game. We came in on Sunday and win or lose. There's good and bad that come from every game. And we looked at it. A lot to correct. A lot to build on. And uh, we went right back to work on Sunday. Had a good practice Sunday night and, and uh, couldn't be more pleased with how the week uh, has gone. And that was uh, Coach Beamer last night on Carolina Calls. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler West and Chris giving our final thoughts of we're heading into the weekend and seeing uh, South Carolina at home taking on Furman coming up tomorrow night at 7.30. And again, I mean, what is Coach Beamer going to say that, oh, we had a terrible week of practice. That's exactly what you want him to hear. And, uh, you know, see how that translates uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll find out. I, uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those things. Gamecock fans are kind of right back into show me mode for this game. You know, it, it, it's a weird game to try and uh, I guess set expectations for because you're sitting there. Um, okay, veteran Furman team potentially youth movement for South Carolina. We'll see how much of that we actually see. Um, home opener. I, I do think it's a great sign for South Carolina that the game is sold out. Mm-hmm. I kind of wondered, you know, do you lose a little bit of buzz, a little bit of edge after the way the season started? Gamecock Nation shows out once again. You know, I, there'll, there'll obviously be some Furman fans in the stands too with it being an in-state game. But, you know, I, I think obviously for the most part, a, a game South Carolina fans will take over. Big student section, it sounds like, one of the largest of all time for South Carolina. I look at this more as an opportunity I don't know if you can call Furman a get-right game because that's a little bit of a insult to them, I think. But certainly, we shouldn't build this Furman team up to be North Carolina or Mississippi State or one of these other teams. South Carolina should have the talent advantage. They do have the talent advantage. It's just a matter of going out there and executing. And, you know, the sort of cliche, you get you, you make your most progress from week one to week two so I think a lot of Gamecock fans interested maybe still excited to see what that progress looks like and the thing that I'm going to be looking at the most in this game I mean I I think whether South Carolina gets the ball first or they get it after whatever Furman does on their first drive everybody's eyes is are immediately going to the starting five on the offensive line right what does that look like are there any new, completely new faces on there, like a freshman, for instance? Um, is it Nick Gargiulo sliding out to another spot? Is it you know what kind of shifts do we see? Again, going back to the North Carolina game, that to me was the single biggest difference in the football game was the play of the offensive line. You know, Dow Loggins gave the stats: eighteen disruptive plays, 
nine sacks, a lot of other pressures that you saw that really affected things and no running room to boot, which then affected the way that you called the game later in the process as well, late, later in that contest. South Carolina was still in it despite that. So, you know, that, that was a weird game. Not all games are going to be like that, including maybe this one. But, but the, the starting point for South Carolina is Furman is not a tiny team. Like you might think of some FCS teams, well, they're going to be tiny up front. That's not the case. I mean, Furman has a right tackle to 6'7", 342. Like they've got size. Um, but the, the overall size is not going to be what South Carolina has. The overall skill and talent level on the, in the trenches is not what South Carolina has. So you, you got to make that show through. You got to clean up the technical things that we saw on the D line. The offensive line, you've got to find a winning combination, particular, particularly at the tackle positions. Got to go out there and protect the quarterback and be able to run the football better. So that's the starting point, right? You look at what could South Carolina do to lose this game. I think you start with the turnovers that we've discussed earlier. Furman's been really adept at doing that. South Carolina's got to have a good performance in not turning the football over. And then you look at the trenches. That was the biggest problem in game one. So go out there, win the trenches, don't turn the football over. And, and if South Carolina does that, they should be fine in this game. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those things. I've been saying it all week long. You know, you can't necessarily come away from this game saying, wow, we fixed everything, it's going to be great going forward. If anything, you're just looking to instill more confidence in your players because, you know, if I'm like Sidney Fugar at left tackle and I go out there and don't give up any sacks on Saturday night, I don't necessarily care about the quality of the opponent. I just went out there and know, hey, I did my job, I did what I'm supposed to do. And that gives me some degree more of confidence going into Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, whatever it may be, knowing that, hey, I have the capability of doing this. Now I got to do it against stiff competition. You know, I think we have a habit in sports of kind of treating players like they're static and, you know, oh, this is what my eyes showed me in one game in a, a big-time atmosphere against another FBS, you know, Power 5, I guess soon-to-be Power 4 um, team. And so, you know, th- these guys can get better. I think we got to remember, you know, Sidney Fugar is a guy who's playing in his first FBS versus FBS game. He's a transfer. Um, you know, I, I don't think you just completely write these guys off based on one game but I also think you're going to see South Carolina make some changes up front because it's one thing if you gave up a few sacks as an offensive line it's another to give up nine so that probably would uh, is something that would uh, require maybe more drastic changes than it would have been if you just had maybe a typical off night versus frankly a little bit of a historic off night just in terms of giving up sacks but I'll say this Lonnie Teasley, I think he's a great offensive line coach. He's done a fantastic job when he's taken over the last couple of years as the main guy. Uh, you know, I, I think he'll try everything in his power to get this thing fixed. Um, it's going to be a process. It's a work in pro. It's a work in progress. But it, it's something that I, I think we will start to see some movement in the right direction starting this weekend. Hopefully so. And again, uh, everything kicks off tomorrow night at, or kicks off tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Uh, myself and Terry Ford will have Gamecocks game day for you live from Sound and Images just outside of williams Bryce Stadium leading up into network coverage, which begins at uh, 4.30, uh, going to kick off at 7.30. Quickly as we get out of here, let's uh, go ahead and throw our picks out there for the people. Or not our score prediction, excuse me. All right, I've got, and I was laughing, Wes, because you, you set the line at 20. I've got South Carolina 37 Fernan, 17. Okay. 
I uh, I have South Carolina winning by 21. I think I said 35-14. I'm going to go South Carolina 34, Furman 17. I think it's going to be tight, but... I think fourth the, quarter game, according fourth, to Tyler, and it's going to rain. We'll see who's right. <laughs> That's one of Shane Beamer's key tenets, win the fourth quarter. There you go. Tyler has them doing that. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. A halftime show, Jay and Terry from Columbia Craft, coming up here on the game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.